During this episode, we connect with Luca Yankopoulos, CEO of Grapevine Technologies, pioneering supply chain automation to revolutionize healthcare purchasing. Driven by firsthand experiences amid COVID-19 shortages, Luca is committed to reinventing antiquated distribution models. While together, Luca shares how Grapevine unites all vendors onto one platform to optimize savings for independent practices. Additionally, Luca unpacks building seamless operations that let clinicians focus on medicine rather than supply logistics. We also discuss the future of disintermediation to reduce healthcare costs by streamlining redundant middlemen markups. Join us as Luca advocates for putting service over profits to increase healthcare accessibility and how Grapevine equips providers with resilient, efficient supply chains. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Luca. A big welcome to our podcast today. Hey there, Mike. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I'm honored to be on this side of the recording studio rather than, you know, hearing it through my headphones. So very exciting to be here. Well, buckle up. We're going to have a heck of a time today. And given the inspiration you found while helping our nation through COVID by founding Pandemic Relief Supply in April of 2020, and your now unwavering commitment to revolutionize healthcare's supply chain, I'm really excited to dive into this very important conversation today. But before we chat, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Luca. It's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Grapevine Technologies team are on a mission to build the first healthcare supply chain network and to give end users and healthcare buyers access to supply chains built for efficiency and resiliency. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? I think that it's really, really important to know your customer before you even try to reimagine, you know, what the world could be. And by that, I mean, you know, understanding their problems, understanding their pain points, and then focus when you do reimagine the healthcare world, focus on delivering as much value as possible to that target audience as you go into that imagination, ideation step of trying to, you know, rebuild a better world for tomorrow. So know your customer. What does that mean to you? I mean, I've heard it time and again, and I love when I hear this on the podcast from leaders just like yourself about knowing the customer. Let's take it another level down. What does that mean to you, right? Know the customer could be a big kind of term. What does that mean in practicality? Like from my perspective in building a couple startups, I was relentless in having hundreds of conversations before a single line of code was written. What does know your customer mean to you and the Grapevine team? So I'm an engineer by trade. It's my nature to build first and, you know, Think about the person who you're building for a second. I think it's the wrong attitude. I have tried very hard and it hasn't been an easy process to focus on, like you said, talking to customers before we build. 
and how we actually practice that here at Grapevine. I make every person at my team, every engineer, you know, everyone from the top to the bottom, myself included, an hour a day, every single day, reaching out to new customers and reaching out to our existing customers by phone. I absolutely love it. It doesn't matter what role you're in at the company, get in front of those customers, get in front of those prospects. It is absolutely invaluable. You will learn and the assumptions that you've made that sometimes hold no weight. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we think about our products. It's what the end customer thinks. And of course, then more importantly, uses and again, finds that value. So thank you for that, Luca. I know we're going to talk about it. We're going to dive more into what that means about knowing your customer, knowing the audience and knowing what's happening in healthcare. Supply chain is a huge issue in our industry. And you guys are getting at the heart of the matter of it all. I can't wait to hear the backstory, how you guys have got to where you are today, where you're heading, and of course, where we can help you out. We're going to unpack all of that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation. Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Luca Yankopoulos, CEO of Grapevine Technologies. Luca, thank you so much for setting the stage on the front end. Incredibly important in regards to knowing your customer, hearing what's needed in the marketplace, and delivering that value back to them. So we're going to dive into that. Obviously, you have a little bit of history in supply chain. You were one of those leaders that stepped up during one of our biggest crises in our nation, in the world that we've ever experienced with COVID. Talk a little bit about that company you founded there, what you learned from it, and how that impacted where you guys are today. Obviously, we'll discuss uh, Grapevine Technologies, where you are today, where are things heading tomorrow, what we need to be thinking about as leaders in this industry from your perspective, and of course, how we can be helping you. This community is pretty darn passionate, love to help our guests out. We'll be asking how we can be uh, have a helping hand to you and the Grapevine team, and then we'll get out of here. But first, Luca, take us back a bit. You know, you've now been at it for a little over two years with Grapevine. Can't wait to hear more about it. How did this all come to be in the first place? Take us behind the scenes a bit. How did Grapevine form up in the first place? Sure. Yeah. I mean, my parents are in healthcare, both healthcare professionals. I didn't see myself going down that same road. I'm a contrarian and wanted to do something pretty different. I was, you know, on my path for renewable energy, sort of research and a career in that. And, you know, when COVID struck, obviously the stakes get a little higher. You know, being a contrarian isn't the most important thing. And, you know, I saw people around me, my parents included, affected by, you know, the failures of healthcare supply chain. So I wanted to get involved. And that's where me and my team sort of, it was really my college roommates and I sort of dove on in. And so through that, Luca, let's unpack that a bit. What did you see during COVID? I mean, you know, I've been in healthcare quite some time and we've always known on the technology innovation side, this industry is fundamentally broken and we have a lot to work on. But of course, a lot was magnified, a lot was exposed during COVID. And I think 
even with those ashes that was the pandemic, there's been a lot of phoenixes rising from those ashes to help move our industry forward. But what did you see at that time that, that then made you say, ah, this is something bigger and longer than what is COVID-19? What did you see during that time to really dive in, go all in and start Grapevine? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the first thing is, I guess, our initial effort was just to, we were seeing on the news every single day, like probably all the listeners and everyone else out there was seeing, you know, supply chain shortage. I barely knew what the supply chain even was at that time. And I'm hearing from my mom, I'm hearing from my pops, I'm hearing how surgeons are wearing garbage bags in the operating room. I'm hearing how they're giving her one mask to wear in the hospital every single day for weeks. And I'm seeing on the news that you specifically shouldn't be doing that causes bacterial infections and whatnot. So me and my friends just compiled some data on import records and FDA medical devices to try to find some different and alternative, you know, quieter and lesser known streams of importing medical devices that we could connect our loved ones to. That's where we got started. And we thought that was really the end of our journey in supply chain until a few weeks later, after handing off some contacts that we developed through that data pulling and data management. We get a call from someone who works with McKesson, and they're telling me they've got a purchase order with my name on it for over a million masks. And I didn't know what a purchase order was. And I went on LegalZoom and Google Yahoo Answers and you know, built out an initial company. That company wasn't Grapevine. It was called Pandemic Relief Supply. But it was our first footing where we started to really unravel the chain or unravel the ball yarn that was infinitely complex. You know, we really began to understand a lot of these inefficiencies that we eventually aim to solve with Grapevine. Uh, McKesson is quite the player, as many of our listeners know. And for you to get a phone call from them that you have a million pieces of a PPE waiting for you. That must have been quite an awakening. That would have <laughs> would definitely caught my attention. Let's just say that. That was the first sort of red flag. There's a problem here. Why are you calling a bunch of college kids, right? I mean, <laughs> That's hilarious. One of the biggest companies in the country. Unbelievable. So with that, Lucas, so obviously you had that experience. You saw it acutely with you and your colleagues during the pandemic. Fast forward to today, Grapevine. Let's, of course, we'll first start with the elevator pitch. Who is Grapevine? But then, of course, we want to dive in. What is really the issue at hand? Maybe frame up. What are we dealing with in healthcare and supply chain? Of course, we know it's massive. We know there's a lot happening there. It touches every nook and cranny of this industry. But what is the fundamental core issue that you guys are seeing? Let's, we'll unpack that as well. But first, let's start. Who is Grapevine Technologies? Sure. Today, Grapevine is built for practice administrators at independent medical practices. We focus primarily on dermatology, you know, ophthalmology, cardiology, where there are a lot more independent businesses. Our typical customer looks something like, you know, 50 to 200 employees with uh, maybe a dozen physicians or less. And they're currently purchasing supplies either from McKesson, you know, Medline, Henry Schein, one of the big guys, or more often at that size, they start to realize that they can really achieve some major cost savings, tens of thousands of dollars by, you know, getting the best from McKesson, the best from Medline, the best from Shine, pairing sort of the best of the best alongside each other and balancing their orders. Now, it comes at a cost, often a labor cost of having an employee sort of shop on five different websites and negotiate with five different vendors. And it's really five times as much work, five times as many bills to pay, right? And it complicates the process. So that's where sort of Grapevine comes in. Grapevine is a shopping center, a virtual shopping center, where practice administrators or often owners at some of the smaller practices can continue to shop all their existing vendors, McKesson, Shine, Medline, but now all on one website. And then we introduce them. So right alongside your existing vendors, we'll introduce you to over 100 
pre-negotiated manufacturers and importers, often the same suppliers that actually supply McKesson, because we've worked with them and we have supplied McKesson. And we show you sort of opportunities to switch and save. So you're able to compare products across these manufacturers. We don't have a vested interest in which supplier you use. And we tell you where the best opportunities to save are and what other practices are sort of swapping in that look like you. And people save in many cases, like on sutures, they're saving like 80% on a box of sutures for their dermatology practice, which is kind of crazy. And that's, I mean, what we saw when we were starting with McKesson, when we were selling to McKesson, and then I'm talking to my mom, oh, what, you know, can you let me know what you're buying that for? And I'm seeing things getting marked up 10x. And I'm wondering, what the hell is going on here? Why is this the way that, you know, it has to be? Why can't they just go direct to the source and get something cheaper? And there's all sorts of inefficiencies in a hundred plus year old business model that you see at McKesson. And, you know, we create efficiencies where there's a lack of efficiency and we've built out an entirely new business model. So that's what a supply chain network is. We let you sort of work with all your vendors in one place, you know, one shopping center to make things simple and optimize cost savings. And our real aim for medical practices is that one day practice admins won't handle supply chain. Their office will be stocked all the time with everything they need. They'll know they're getting the best price and they're confident in that. And no other vendor could offer them a better price because they've got every vendor in the world on Grapevine and their office just stays stocked on autopilot. They don't sign in. They don't shop. They don't do anything. They focus on medicine, which is the point of a medical practice. They don't focus on supply chain. A supply chain should serve you know, its end users. It shouldn't take advantage of them. And so how big is a? Obviously, we could talk about these large health systems. Think of the, I don't know, we'll just pick up an HCA or a common spear, right? They have massive weight in the marketplace to help drive down costs because they're buying it in massive volumes, right? But then you start talking about maybe Dr. Mike and Dr. Lucas practice in Denver, Colorado, where I live. Very different paradigm, right? Very different structure as opposed to that big, massive beast that could be that HCA or common spirit. Is that still an area where we see innovation needed? And more importantly, are those individual standalone practices receptive to this? It sounds like, yes, you went and gotten that feedback. And if they are receptive, what are they getting most excited about when they're learning about Grapevine? Yeah, I think that these independent practices are proud and they know that they serve a higher quality of patient care at a more affordable price. I mean, it's not novel or anything new to say. There's a million articles out there about it. Private equity comes and buys up a practice or a big system offers the same service as a small independent practice. The prices of that patient care go up 30, 40, 50%. And it's sort of out of control. And there's also a dissociation between patient and provider at that point. They don't know your name. They don't care about you in the same way that a smaller business might. These businesses are, you know, like I said, proudly independent, and they're looking to save money where they can. They have costs, you know, profits go directly into their pockets, and they're motivated to maximize profits and lower expenses, which in turn can lower patient costs. They're receptive to the idea of saving money, and maybe more importantly, you know, making more efficient systems, efficient systems where they're not paying a nurse or even a physician, right, to order supplies online and look at five different websites and try to compare things and figure out if they're, you know, equal options, swappable options. And that's what a lot of physicians at these smaller independent practices end up doing. And once they get a little bigger, you know, 50, 100 employees, they start hiring people to do that. But these are qualified people, people that have been in school for a decade, and are getting paid a lot of money. And to do something that a computer system can and should do, but instead have a six-figure employee doing that is a little bit crazy to me, and it's crazy to them. So they're looking to save money at the end of the day. 
And part of that is saving costs of goods on supplies. And part of that is making their systems more efficient so their labor force isn't doing things that computers should do. And let's talk about the other side of that, right? It's very important when you start thinking about the suppliers, right? Now, obviously, they have a business to run. They're excited to be able to get their goods out into the marketplace. What has the reception been like for those suppliers that Grapevine is working with? What's that feedback that you've been receiving from that cohort? Yeah. So there's a couple of different types of suppliers we work with. I think that the most valuable supplier in the United States, according to our data and analysis, is an importer. I mean, they provide the most value of highest quality goods at the lowest possible price. They have a U.S.-based inventory that they could theoretically ship out directly to end users, but they don't. They work with, they're usually a company that's largely held overseas with a smaller branch in the United States. They sell products in bulk by the truckload to the McKessons of the world who handle customer service and handle, you know, that last mile delivery and whatnot. These importers, they don't imagine sort of working with end users. They imagine it, you know, selling a single case to a single practice and the amount of warehousing labor, the amount of sort of shipping coordination labor that goes into that offsets the small amount of profit that they may make on, you know, a smaller order. So they like to sell in bulk at small margins and that's what they're used to. So a lot of these importers, they'll push back. They'll say, we can't sell to end users. It's not our business. We don't know how. We don't have customer service. We don't handle logistics for that. It's not our game. Sorry. That's where our sort of first solution came out, which was to give these importers, these independent importers of medical supplies and distributors of medical supplies, a software toolbox that really automates everything from customer service to logistics to everything but the dude in the warehouse pulling it off the shelf is automated for them. They get sales, labels are generated, customer service is sort of handled by Grapevine. And they all they have to do is put it out on the shipping dock and it's going to magically get delivered to hundreds of customers across the country. Well, Luca, thank you for sharing that in regards to the suppliers and the experience that they're having. I got to imagine they hearing that from you, like you said, besides just the person pulling it off the actual shelf, you're being able to help automate and facilitate all of this in a seamless fashion. They got to be loving it. They got to be very excited about the opportunity at hand that you guys are bringing them. 100%. I mean, they've been at the whim of these big distributors who've been largely their only customers since their conception. And we're giving them access to a whole new part of the market that they haven't been able to access and really cutting out the middleman, you know, and his markups. And most of the middlemen in this space are these giant megalithic 200 year old companies. And, you know, it's time for them to go. It's time for an asteroid to come. It's purple, looks like a grape and, you know, wipe these guys out. That's what we aim to do. And that isn't to say that there aren't value add resellers or value add middlemen. I will say that there is a reason sometimes to have a middleman, whether it's for sort of like purchase order financing on some ridiculous terms for huge amounts of capital, where the importer doesn't want to give net 90 terms to a small medical buyer, or net 60 terms and chase down invoices. You know, we're building systems for that. But in the interim, resellers can take advantage of Grapevine and take advantage and sort of take on the role of a McKesson by plugging in, connecting with importers you know, providing bridge capital, providing enhanced customer service or specialized sales for like DME products or surgical implantables or something, and then connect directly with that same Grapevine customer base or even with their own customer base. So we try to help out sort of everyone in the chain that can add value and should add value and cut out those that should go extinct. I love it. Well, I would definitely know where you stand in regards to where things are with the current state of the supply chain. And I absolutely love you bringing the authenticity about that. Look, let's go a little forward, you know, future forward, kind of looking down the road a bit. These are issues, and we talk about how broken healthcare is and how expensive it is. 
you know, we're spending 20% of our nation's GDP on one industry. This is just, it's insanity and is not sustainable. One big piece of that, obviously, is the supply chain. Where do you see things heading over the next two to three, three to five years for the, you know, supply chain arena for healthcare? And where is Grapevine going to be in that future state? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see disintermediation in the future of healthcare supply chains. We've already seen it in other sort of faster evolving lower stakes industries, right? Like Amazon dominates consumer purchasing here in America. And it should. You get things at lower prices. You get them online. You see people all the time price checking while they're in Walmart or while they're in Target, you know, to see if they can get it better online. And, you know, they often can get it better online. So I'm a big proponent of disintermediation. We have not yet seen that sort of disrupt the medical supply chains yet. Everything McKesson sells, everything Henry Schein sells still goes through their warehouse. They bring it into their warehouse, ship it to their warehouse, maybe ship it five times before they end up shipping it to the end user. And every time you ship something, it costs in the healthcare space around 30% of the product itself, right? So you're marking it up 30% every time it's moved. I think disintermediation is a component. I think that sort of automation, less sort of sales reps and redundant processes between company middleman after middleman after middleman. I've been a part of the problem. I've been you know, at Pandemic Relief Supply, our first venture, we actually, we weren't selling directly to McKesson. We were selling to a longtime supplier of McKesson, who then brought it to their warehouse and sold to McKesson, who brought it to their warehouse and sold to the end user. And we were buying stuff from a middleman. So it's insane that you can have six, seven companies in between all doing the same thing. People at each of those companies doing the same processes, purchasing, warehousing, customer support and sales logistics, right? They're doing the same thing over and over and over again. So our idea is to pair disintermediation, reduce the number of redundant sort of players in the space and wipe out these massive markups, dropping medical supply costs and spend across the country by 80%. I think that in 10 years, hospitals can and will be spending about 20% of what they currently spend on medical supplies, and they'll be getting higher quality supplies and just as much of it. I think that's really what we aim to do from a bird's eye view. I think that, you know, on the side of like what that looks like really for medical practices or even hospitals is a world where you don't need to pay employees. You don't need to have people full time managing supply chain. I want a supply chain to be out of sight, out of mind. I want it to be something that, you know, serves the medical practice and isn't a burden. It makes sure that everything you need with respect to supplies is getting to you on time, no back orders, you know, no delays, subbing in alternatives as you need them, and always giving you the best price. And you can sort of sit back and focus on medicine. You don't need to hire an army of people, which a lot of these hospitals have. They've got a massive software system and hundreds of employees that are focused on purchasing. Why are they purchasing? We can do better than that. This is 2023. Yeah, you would think so, right? But here is we are in healthcare and, and things do tend to move a little slower than other spaces. But uh, we'll put the crystal ball back on the proverbial shelf for the time being. We'll get back to current state. Luca, of course, love to help our guests out. We have an incredible community. What's that one problem need or question that you and the team have that this community can be helping you with? Like I said, and I'll sort of end where we started. If there are bigger problems that you know of, I mean, that's what we want to understand because we're not satisfied with solving the scope of problems that I've talked about today or the scope of problems that we've solved to date. I want to push further. I want to better understand the problems that are basically inhibiting, you know, inhibiting medical practices from focusing on exclusively medicine. And I want to solve those problems. I want to let medical professionals that go to school for a long time and get paid a lot of money, focus on medicine, see more patients, drive down the cost of healthcare for patients, 
And to do that, you know, we don't want to stop at supply chain. We don't want to stop there. We want to be able to serve the entire sort of medical industry. And we want to serve all the problems that detract from productive medical practice. Love it. Excellent. Well, with that, of course, in order for our community to help you on that journey, Luca, how do they get a hold of you? Social media handles, websites or otherwise, how do they get a hold of you online? I'll say the easiest way is to sign up for Grapevine. It's totally free, by the way, which is something that people are often shocked by or think I must be lying about when I do my power hour of calls every day. This is a totally free system for medical practices. That's not sort of how we make money or hope to make money at any point. So it'll remain free in the future. So signing up for Grapevine, if you're a medical practice, is the best thing to do. You can do that for free at go-grapevine.com. It takes you five minutes to sign up, no costs, and we'll be reaching out to you within an hour of your signup. And, you know, alternatively, you can shoot me directly an email. It's luca at go-grapevine.com. I look forward to hearing from people, our listeners, and hearing new ideas about how we can innovate in this space to solve your problems. Easy enough for our listening community to simply scroll on down your favorite podcast player to find those contact points online for Luca and the team. You can head over to our free global online community as well over at passionofpioneers.com. There will be a post for Luca's episode where those contact points will reside, and you can leave some comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise, again, over at passionofpioneers.com. Well, Luca, we're wrapping it up. Get you back to the team to continue to disrupt this massive space that is healthcare supply chain. But before we get you out of here, one more piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm a passionate pioneer because I want to leave the world in a better state than I came into it. I love it. Well, Luca, this is an area that you can certainly achieve that. This is needed now more than ever. It was completely exposed during the pandemic. And now we just need to make sure that we dedicate ourselves to continue to right the ship in healthcare. You and the team at Grapevine are doing exactly that. We're excited to continue to follow your mission and all the wonderful things happening in your camp. But for now, thank you so much for joining us today here on the podcast, Luca. Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.